the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Patty Cohen of Pacific Union International. Both Mark Honf and Nam Fon are off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And don't forget that tanning certificate is worth over a hundred. That's a nice little prize. Today's trivia theme is just general trivia. We're going to try to stump everybody here. Uh, Our special guest today is Tom Santa Marina to discuss various insurance, specifically business insurance. Tom, welcome to the Best of Investing. Great to be here. All right. So now I know your, your main specialty is workers' comp. All right. Um, if there are employers out there who are listening, what advice would you give them specifically about workers' comp right now? It's very complicated, and you really need to consult with an expert in the area that knows the ins and outs and the ways to get the best coverage and to drive your costs down. Okay, which would be, I mean, like, I know as an employer myself with uh, this this one business, we've had issues with regard to how certain employees are classified. Uh, how does one get around that, or what? What can what can you do as an um, uh, as an employer? I think first you just need to understand the rules and the regulations and how the game works, okay. and make sure you take full advantage of it. As in, you know, pre hiring steps, drug testing, background yep. checks, okay. uh, DMV checks on employees. If you are able to do that and you share that with the carriers, you'll probably get a discounted rate. That's on the front end. Okay. And then if you do have a claim, there's ways to mitigate it and drive your cost down, get your employees back to work quicker and more cost effectively. Give us an example of how you can get an employee to come back to work. Well, it's really manage the claim from the get-go. Okay. Don't let it drag on. You have to really educate your employees and your managers. If someone's injured, they need to report it right away. Okay. They need to seek immediate medical treatment. Yeah. And... Then take charge of the situation at that point. Uh-huh. Don't let them malinger, malinger. Yeah. And, you know, if there's light duty available, do that. You just don't want them to lay out of work very long. Then they get the taste of the easy life and yeah. they malinger. And, and unfortunately, stupidity expense, uh, it, it's, it's a no fault type of situation, right? Well, that, that's the issue with workers' comp insurance there. I mean, it's... It's fully funded. There's no deductible. The employee doesn't have to pay anything. They're yeah. just 
They lay out, get full medical treatment, and the more medical treatment they get, the worse the injury looks, the longer they could lay out and draw paychecks. You know, a a question, though, I have is what if you specifically, (coughs) let's say you have uh, an employee you know is a little bit more accident prone, and so you specifically tell that employee, you know, you are not allowed to carry boxes or, you know, do X, Y, or anything specific, and you're very specific about what they're not allowed to do uh, on the job because you're concerned. But they do it anyway, and they get hurt on the job. What happens in a situation like that? Fully compensable. It's on the job. <laughs> maybe that's not an employee you'd want to have around. They don't follow instructions. You're yeah, but it may be too late, up. though. You know, you get, you get hit with the claim. And what if you have it in uh, the employer has it in writing that they had this conversation? It's all documented. Yeah. They even sign something and says, yes, I won't do that. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's not going to affect the comp claim. Okay. It can affect continuing employment, but... Once they're on the comp claim, you really can't do much at that point. But then I could just imagine you fire the employee and they say, oh, that's retribution. You're not allowed to fire at that point. Not only do you have a worker's comp claim, now you have a wrongful termination and hopefully you have employment practices liability I thought this was going to be fun. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So what's the the cost for an employer? Like, should every employer have worker's comp? Well, you have to. You have to. But a lot of people are misled thinking that uh, they're a contractor. I don't independent contractor. Independent contractor. Yeah. So I don't need workers' comp, but you really do, because if they do get hurt, they don't have workers' comp, they're working for you, the comp carrier is still going to come after you for that. And especially the, it quote, contractor will suddenly say, oh, I was an employee, I wasn't, and then they'll try to prove, based on all these you know IRS-type yeah. regulations or, or other uh, Department of Labor regulations, right? But then the independent contractor has another fight with the IRS saying, I thought you said you were, and you're trying to prove that you are. And yeah. I've seen where the yeah. independent contractor had a handshake agreement with who he was working for, yeah. saying, I'm, you know, I, that's okay. I won't hold you harmless. I, don't worry it. about yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And something happens. He goes to the hospital, and then the people treating them ask him what happens. Yeah. I got hurt on this job. Yeah. And they want to go after the workers' comp because it's a lot more lucrative for them to collect on the workers' comp. Uh, are you talking about the doctors the, who treat The providers, them? exactly. Oh. See, that's another problem. they they yeah. you know, got to do something about that. That's just crazy stuff. Tell you what, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. We're in the studio here with Tom Santa Marino, who's uh, an expert on uh, various, as they call it, P&C, which is property and casualty insurance. Um, I want to make a quick mention here for the Renaissance Indian Wells Resort and Spa, which is a desert oasis for family getaway in the Coachella Valley. It's the perfect place to recharge and relax poolside in the sandy beach area or send the kids off for a fun day at Camp Oasis. World-class resort features well-appointed guest rooms, five restaurants, a rejuvenating spa, plus book your summer or family vacation today and your kids eat free. Uh, check out renindianwells.com for details or call 760-773-4444. Here's our first trivia question. It is, what is Nike's signature symbol called? You know, the, mm-hmm. remember Michael Jordan with all that kind of... Same uh, as my stuff? earrings. Uh, oh, yeah, look at that. Okay. <laughs> I wore all right, call eight call 888-912-1190 for the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. 
Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Patty Cohen and our special guest, Tom Santa Marina. The first trivia question was, what is Nike's signature symbol called? And Tom knows the answer. What is it? It's a swoosh. Swoosh. That is correct. Or the swoosh. We would take either a swoosh or the swoosh. (laughs) Either one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Okay. So, uh, Tom, give us some myths about what people think about workers' comp that, you know, we want to educate the audience. The the big issue is a lot of confusion when it comes to independent contractors. Mm-hmm. People think they could hire an independent contractor and they have no liability exposure. Okay. But if that independent contractor doesn't carry workers' comp insurance. Which they probably don't. Which they probably don't. Then the employer is a statutory employer. And if there is some kind of injury that occurs, they're going to be on the hook and responsible for it. And. Interestingly enough, I had a, a friend of mine told me that he hired somebody just to go on his roof. Uh, now, he's not, it's not in his business. It was in his home. Huh. And the person fell off the roof and sued him. Wow. You know, and, and that was homeowner's insurance, right? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah and but I'm still. wondering if the homeowner's insurance would cover that. Your personal lines does do offer some kind of domestic comp coverage. But even if the person's not uh, licensed? Even if the person's not licensed, correct. Okay, okay. So he didn't lose his house because of that. Correct. Yeah, because, I mean, you could, you know, hire kids to to mow your lawn and... and Right. A foot gets cut off or something crazy. And it happens. Yeah. And then, Patty, you you had a question about, like, the workers' comp and the homeowner's insurance, thinking that might be covered. Well, just generally for... So you can help anybody that is a small business owner. Correct? Absolutely, yes. And and how do they interface with you, and what do they, what do they pay, and how does that work? Okay. Well, there really isn't a fee up front. It would just be for me to kind of sit down with them, talk with them, understand their circumstances, what their business is, how it's structured, and see if there are any gaps in their their personal homeowners coverage or auto coverage because mm-hmm. you represent your independence so you represent a bunch of different companies exactly okay and, you, and you'll just get paid by whatever company um, you use exactly so typically real estate people as an example they have a real estate business but they may not have a, a business policy for their automobile but oh, guilty is charged but oh. <laughs> your homeowner or your your home your personal auto carrier may not extend coverage if you're doing any driving for business-related matters. Oh, wow. And a real estate agent is always driving around. Exactly. Wow. Typically, your your personal auto policy will just cover you for commuting back and forth to your office, but not beyond that. Really? Is that that the typical? That is the typical personal auto policy. Wow. I mean, you know, gosh, I think almost everybody who drives a car, unless you're just going to and from the office, you know, if I'm... Uh, you know, I don't do like what Patty does, but mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while, I might go to an appointment, a client, a yeah. this or that. Um, that's a little scary to think that it is very covered. scary. So, how do you compensate for that? What do you yeah. do? I, I said, oh, well, what would I do? Yeah, two things. First of all, if you're working for another company and you're using your car for business related, make sure that they have what we call hired non-owned auto coverage on their policy. That will expend, extend coverage to you while you're out there working for them. Mm. If you are independent working for yourself, then you need to find out 
is there an endorsement I could put on my policy for business use? Okay. That would be through the existing through policy. Through existing, existing okay. auto insurance. Exactly. Okay. okay. They may or may not have that. Okay. And if they don't have that, then you would have to either switch to a personal lines carrier that does provide it or get a separate commercial auto policy. Wow. How much does that generally run? Well, commercial auto policies are typically more expensive than your personal, personal. Yeah. reason being. I got to think they got to ask you, you know, how many miles you drive. Right. Or are you or, driving customers around? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. How much miles will you be driving? Wow. Where will you be traveling to? This is something people don't know. Yeah. I've that, been a no, real estate true. broker for 30 years and never heard that one. And you yeah. don't realize it till there's a claim and then your carrier yeah. says, we don't have coverage how, for you. How often have you seen that in your in your experience? Far too often. Wow. And it over a dozen times in the past 10 years, hmm. which cost people money. I mean, so, examples, yeah. somebody, you know, I'm saying, I'm, well, I was driving around with a client, so my policy doesn't cover it. What, what are yeah, the ramifications? Well, typically, if there's a claim, there's going to be a claims adjuster who's going to question you. They're going to ask a lot of details, where you're going, what you're doing. They're very exhaustive yeah. when they question you. Sure. And once they hear that you, you know, were you know, furthering your business or driving customers around, mm-hmm. they are... Probably won't say anything, but yeah. you'll probably get a letter saying, "Well, we're going to deny coverage." Wow! But then, uh, you're, and then you're, what? Then yeah, yeah, then you're naked with. Then you're naked. Exactly. You will be responsible for the the damages. Wow! Personally responsible. Yes. Whoa! That's the whole idea. You get insurance, you know, and then, and then yeah, if your homeowner's coverage isn't going to probably cover you on that either. This is shocking. So, yeah, and what typically is. happens yeah. with your, your personalized insurance, you get a policy, might have gotten it 20 years ago, yeah. and you really don't do an update every year. They just kind of renew it, renew it, renew it, yeah. but your circumstances have changed. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. So have a, a policy review every year with your agent just to make sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking this exact video when... I'm going to record this yeah. and send it to my insurance person. No yeah. explanation needed. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so important. And and you deal, uh, so you obviously deal with auto insurance, too. Correct. Okay. And then uh, do you cover just all the major carriers? Well, as an indep- I'm an independent yeah. broker, so I do write all, all carriers except for the captive companies. There's okay. companies that yeah. only have their own agents, yeah. like a state farm and all yeah. state, those types of folks. Gotcha. But there's many other carriers than those people. Yeah. You know, it's funny is uh, the rare times when I've been in an auto accident, when I've been in with people who were, let's say, less than stellar people, they've always had these really off-color insurance companies. Ones I go... I never even heard of that one. Or, mm. oh my God, I, I can tell they're probably just you know exactly. the, the cheapest absolute bottom line. Because in theory, you, it's you either have to have auto insurance or you have to like have like a minimum ten thousand dollar coverage or some minimal coverage. Yeah. that doesn't really mean anything. And when you do come across an inexpensive policy, all policies are not created equal. Yeah. So you really need to read the fine print. You get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it's one of those, oh, great, saved a bunch of money, but then when you needed it, yeah, no. You didn't want I that. recently had a situation where I was a passenger on an, in an Uber yeah. and got oh. rear-ended. Oh. And so it was obviously the driver behind Uber yeah. washed their hands of it. And so I was dealing directly with the Mercury Insurance, and yeah. they are 
horrible. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't mention names, but <laughs> all over the internet, you can look that up. Yeah, that's. Uh, I hear you there. Okay, tell you what, before we uh, continue on, let me give another uh, commercial break here. Second trivia question. How many throwing events are there in a decathlon? So we all know a decathlon deck meaning 10, ten. right? There's 10 events. But how many of them are throwing versus non-throwing, okay? <laughs> Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. The best to invest in will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Patty Cohen of Pacific Union International. Second trivia question. How many throwing events are there in a decathlon? Anybody... So we know there's Seven. ten. There's, okay, uh, just the opposite. <laughs> there's three. <laughs> three. Okay. Yeah. The shot javelin, put, the shot put, put, and the discus. Oh, the discus. The discus. Oh, yeah, but okay. that's one everyone forgets. All right. Uh, we are in the studio with Tom Santa Marina, who is an insurance expert. And uh, Tom, just before we are coming back on, you were mentioning that there's a few other scary things about uh, auto insurance that a lot of us don't know about. You really this need the example. You really need to know the fine print. Every carrier has different contracts. An example could be one company, they'll, they'll write a policy that it's okay for you to give permissive use for someone to use your car. Say you have a child, you give them the car, who's uh, old enough to drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, that's fine. They'll be covered. But if some reason you have a daughter, you give her the car, they go out, she's not comfortable driving, has a few drinks, and ask a friend who's the designated driver to drive your car and gets in an accident, they won't be covered. Because you never gave permission to the friend to drive your car. Now, is that automatic, or is that a maybe they'll cover it, maybe they won't? That will that be from carrier to carrier. carrier there is okay. a, a large carrier out there that a lot of people have coverage with. That's their stance. Okay. And, it, and can you buy insurance, like, for the friends, for, the, for the, your daughter's friend? I mean, how, how would you, but besides telling your daughter, listen, you're the only one who is allowed to drive, you're the only one who's covered— uh, is, there, is there any insurance that one can buy for stuff like that? There are some carriers that do do that. Oh, okay. So, it, again, okay. that was an exception to one of the carriers sure. who most people feel is a, a good, good, good company. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what about a, an, a personal umbrella policy? Is that where that would come in, where basically so you just get sued for, like, well, the, sort of the catch-all? Well, <laughs> if your underlying policy does not cover it, your umbrella is not going to cover it. Oh, Oh, so the umbrella is really just kind of an expansion Correct. of the uh, dollar amounts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, oh. okay. What if I, I have an umbrella. A, I forgot yeah, about that. That's right. Yeah. That's a good point. What if I want just a policy for like anything, act of God, whatever? They have policies like that? Like I want to for, cover for anything that, that I, I didn't know I was not covered for. It, I'm sure there'd be a company out there that would write it, but you would spend a lot of money on yeah. it. It would just not be cost gotcha. effective. Like, like, sort of a Lloyd's of London type of, uh, you know, hey, we have no idea what's going to happen to you, but we'll cover you for a million dollars just in case the rock falls on you. You know, something crazy. What are the odds? The, the wow. interesting thing, when you look at insurance policies, three quarters of the policy explains what it doesn't cover. Yeah. <laughs> the exclusions. 
Yeah, I, I can imagine because they want to be very specific about, listen, we told you this was not covered. And everyone knows Americans don't read. That's <laughs> correct. Yeah, I mean, how many of us really read? The, the yada, yada, yada. Well, that's yeah. why we have the insurance person like Tom. There you go. Okay, so, uh, and Tom, I know we'll get back to you uh, on this, but uh, in the meantime, why don't you give the audience your contact information if they say, hey, can you look, look over my policy and, you know, Am I doing a good job? Absol- what do I need? Absolutely. It's just my last name, which is a long one. Okay. My email, S-A-N-T-A-M-O-R-E-N-A at insurer, I-N-S-U-R-E-R dot com. Okay. Phone number, 415-377-6163. All right. Okay. Well, you know what? Your name, at least... It's phonetically correct, Santa Marina. There you go. Yeah, very easy. Okay. That's quite a website, insurer.com. Yeah. You would have think somebody else would have had that. Beat them to it. Yeah. yeah. Good job. <laughs> Maybe insurance.com is taken or something, but very good. All right. So, Patty, moving on to you. You were in the paper yet again. Yeah. Front page of the paper, just basically reporting on what's going on year over year. Um, it's an interesting market. It feels like it's the tabletop right now, Um, meaning that, what do you mean tabletop? Um, It's felt like this, and we've talked about it a lot of times. It felt like, is this the top? I mean, our bottom was 2012. We've had a rapid rise for six years now. What's happening? And every every kind of winter, summer, it kind of feels like I think we're at the top, and Mm -hmm. every spring it just races. Well, right now I really do see that it feels like the top of a table. I so it's totally a, agree. Yeah. Because I've even noticed that there are some houses that, you know, just even looking, let's say, on, on, on Zillow, okay, um, where they, you know, chose price reduction. Yeah. You know, and it's like, whoa, price reduction. I, that's usually, every, you know, lately we've hear, hearing about overbidding. Yes. And now it's like either people just way overpriced their house yes. or things have slowed down. Exactly. Okay. And that's what I, I you know, we, we're seeing more price reductions and that's what happens is what it's sort of a what I call a schizophrenic market, you know, at the top, the expression pigs get slaughtered. Yep. So what happens is if sellers are pricing on that same trajectory of going way, way up, um, then that's where you see the price reductions. So then buyers looking at this market uh-huh. say okay wow that one went 10% over asking that one went uh, took a 7% price reduction yeah. i'm scared i'm confused i'm watching it and that's and when things nothing. start. I'm doing nothing. Okay. okay. So rather than just going in and saying, well, if things are topsy-turvy, I'm just going to put in a low bid. Yeah. They're just sitting by the sidelines. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's it's a true free enterprise system because, yeah. you've, you you know, sellers price at their kitchen table. They make yeah. it up. Yeah. I, I want, yeah. you know, yeah. I want $2 million and their house might be worth a million five. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, the market does tell the truth. Um, so what's happening is, though, you're getting more sellers pricing at their kitchen table or thinking that there is worth theirs is worth more than it is. And so buyers are getting scared. Um, and when we're at the meaning a tabletop market is that we're, we're at the top of that left-hand leg of the table. <laughs> and we're going to see a plateau for quite a few years. So prices aren't going to go up. They're not going to go down. It's just going to be level. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about this before on the show that, you know, if you see like 4 or 5% increase, that's a nice, healthy... You know, norm. It's it's when it gets crazy. You know, fifteen twenty percent every year over year, and it's like not sustainable. Exactly. It's better to, to sustain. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's like an it's an affordability plateau, meaning that uh, yeah. if prices go down five um, percent, demand will go up ten percent. 
So they're still out there. Huh. Buyers are still out there because net-net we have more people, we have a lack of inventory. Well, I was going to say, with you know, you, there's another big fire going on in Lake County. Uh, and how many uh, houses were lost? I don't know. I don't know. You know, and, and Lake County is obviously a little different than, than Santa Rosa, but, you know, taking 5,000 houses off the market when things were hot to begin with yeah. is really creating a, a shortage. Yeah. And millennials are getting in the game. For a while, they weren't yeah. buying. So that's happening. And then we've Good got point. the baby boomers doing a move down kind of market. Yep. So if you've got a single story home, it's flying. Uh, yeah. I was going to say with the, with the elderly people, they want a, a single story home. And that's what young people want too for different reasons the the mid-century modern the dwell home you know walking out little shape to the backyard that's what everybody wants you want to hear a funny story i was uh, walking uh, in on the, in the neighborhood and this guy who was a plumber said that someone he was he was working on this house they bought an eichler but it was all tricked out the person paid thousands of dollars to get rid of all the high-end stuff and put in all the crappy 1950s stuff. Wow. They, they sold a $36,000 uh, Thermidor for $1,000 to get rid of it to put an old crappy one wow. in. Wow. Like, da 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 Yeah. Okay. There's even newsletters about Eichlers. Yeah. There's fanatic friends. Uh, oh, yeah. Fans. I, okay, so here's our uh, last trivia question here. Until World War II, solid blocks of what was commonly used as currency in Siberia. All right? This is all the way up until World War II. Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller. With the correct answer, you'll win that tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Patty Cohen and our special guest, Tom Santa Marina. Until World War II, solid blocks of what was commonly used as currency in Siberia? Can't be too large because they're correct. Currying it. Yeah, that's currying it. Currying it. You ready? Yeah, I'm interested. Tea. Oh, wow. Makes sense. Which I could understand. You know, you want to be hot tea. And, and I thought that was interesting. Hmm. I don't know where I come up with these things. I just make them up as I go along. No. <laughs> um, all right. So, Patty, you have a couple more comments on the housing. Well, yeah. In general, I think every, a lot of people's, especially in the Bay Area, their net worth is tied up in their house. So people mm-hmm. really want to know what's going on with my net worth. And it, it's it's. I think there's... It's a tabletop market, not going anywhere for the next three to five years, up and down a little bit. Affordability index. Um, so here's you know <clears throat> four important things when you put these facts together. It, mm-hmm. You really start saying, okay, um, it makes sense. So, for example, um, just in the second quarter, the housing affordability f- falls to a decade low. So that once that affordability index is under 10%, things get dicey. Hmm. It happened in 89, it happened the next level. Um but at the and and then California's home prices last month came to an climb to a new all-time high. Yeah. Um at the same time, California's unemployment rate maintain, maintain maintains record low mm-hmm. in May. So we've got a strong job market yeah. and we've got really high wages, but the affordability is still the lowest in the country and the lowest that we've seen. And then we have 
historically low interest rates, but also interest rates that are predicted to go up throughout the year. So it's kind of mixed messages. Net-net, it's still the most desirable place to live. But I can see that where you have interest rates going up because the economy is getting stronger, but then it makes less affordability even more uh for what you can afford for a house. So So maybe prices will go down, Yeah, and it's a strong job market. But, but less inventory, you still have to, so you, you drive it up a bit, and I guess it depends on, again, supply back to, and demand. Supply and yeah. demand, but what, again, that's that affordability part. Yeah, and then what happens, what I said before, is if prices go down 5%, um, demand's going to go up 10%. So, you know, we're not, yeah. we're not the sky's not falling, and it's not going to rise that much. It really makes sense when you look at the numbers. Ergo, the tabletop that you were Tabletop. tabletop. We're, at so, the, we're getting ready to eat. You are a wealth of information. How do people get a hold of you? Oh, my name is Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N. I'm I'm with Pacific Union Real Estate. Mm-hmm. I'm based in Marin County. My phone number is 415-722-4842 or bestmarinagent.com. There you go. And even though uh, she's in Marin, um, she's always willing to help people with questions. So. Exactly. I do a lot in San Francisco, there. Napa. Yeah, yep. exactly. So uh, Mark and Nam are not here, but uh, we just want to give a little update on the Pacific Private Money Fund. Last month's distribution was 7.8%, compounded 8.08%. Average loan to value is only 52%. Some of the loans that are coming in are very interesting. You get uh, this one couple who... Uh, can't qualify for a regular bank loan yet because they don't have enough money sitting on the sidelines that's seasoned. So they're asking for a refinance of their existing low first mortgage, pulling out an extra hundred grand that'll just sit in the bank for a month or two so that the bank can go look and say, ooh, you got a lot of money sitting in the bank. And then they'll go ahead and say, okay, now you qualify for the refinance exactly. of a loan. Uh, you know, it's like, really? Is that how they think? But okay. Yeah. You pretty much can't get a conventional loan unless you don't need one. No, it's true. Yeah. Uh, just met with a uh, gentleman uh, just before we recorded the show. Uh, same kind of situation as typical. This guy uh, owns a bunch of rental properties, has rental income, but he's an older gentleman. He was turned down by the bank because they say, you don't make any income. He says, wait a minute, look at my tax return. He goes, yeah, I'm retired, but I've got rental income. Nope, sorry, it doesn't count. And he owns his house free and clear, and he's looking to downsize just a little bit, not much. Uh, So what uh, if he he finds the house that he wants, Pacific Private Money can lend him 100% of the target acquisition price because... The prices are about the same, and he owns the other one free and clear. So, I'll give you an example: he owns a million and a half house free and clear. He wants to buy a house for a million three. Well, if you lend him the million three and you take a first mortgage on both houses, you're less than fifty percent loan to value. Ah, gotcha. So it's a very very conservative loan, and he'll eventually sell the million five house and pay off the loan and. It's brilliant. He's brilliant, yeah. Yeah. Who, but, who's driving the lending rules at these banks? Uh, Mr. Dodd, Mr. Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Their government. Yeah. And and here's the thing. I wrote an article about this. I got published a couple of months ago about why you know banks are not making conservative loans. And a big part of it has to do with the fact that you know, you got these auditors coming in, and they, they look at the file, 
and they question various things about, well, wait a minute, you know, this guy doesn't have a job or, you know, he can't afford two houses, yada, yada. And they decide eh, somewhat arbitrarily to put certain loans on what they call the watch list or the cautionary list or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And what that what happens then is then the bank is forced to hold more reserves than they, they would like. So, you know, banks, quote, invent or create money. You know, for every $1,000, they can lend out like $16,000 because they're backed by the Fed. Well, what happens when you tell them, I'm sorry, you can't, you know, that $1,000 you have in deposits, you got to give half of it back, you know, or put it aside for reserves. Now they can't lend out 16000 They can only lend out 8000 And so they say, you know what, it's not even worth it for us to do this loan that's very conservative because we know how the auditors are going to be. Or mm. the other way is they have loans that they uh, are not ha- having in their portfolio. They're just packaging them and selling them. Well, exactly. the buyer says very strict guidelines. You know, you got to have a FICO score of this. Yep. You got to have this, 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 this. And so if you don't fit exactly within that box, it's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it to them. So even though they don't think that the loan will go bad, it, it's got too much hair on it mm-hmm. for them. But Pacific Private Money doesn't work that way. Yeah. So they're they're completely independent. They still follow certain guidelines, you know, regulatory for Dodd-Frank and all that. But they are portfolio lenders, so they can decide whatever loan they think is appropriate. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why out of, you know, 1,600, 1,800 loans or whatever, they've had zero losses. Yeah. Because very, very conservative. And of course, yes, they are going to pay, the buyer's going to pay a higher rate, yep. but that's, the, there's no other choice. They go there when there's no other choice, but the, yep. you get excellent service, you get the loan done, you can get it done in 10 days, five days, exactly. whatever. Yeah. And yeah, he, the, the borrower's going to pay higher interest, but it's only going to keep the loan for maybe 30 or 60 days. Exactly. So it's like, okay, well, okay, you paid 9%, ooh, 9%. But if you only pay it for two months, okay. yeah, it's not that big a deal. It's it's the points it's that the you have to points. pay. You know, and that thing, mm, I don't want to pay points. But okay, you know what? If I don't have to move twice yeah. and I get the, the house of my dreams mm-hmm. and, you, and you leave it all a hassle and, and there's not as much paperwork... You know, there's still legal paperwork you have to do, and you still have a you know mortgage on the house and stuff like that. But you know, it's it's a it's a great way to go. And also, don't forget, as a buyer, if you're competing for a there house and there's three or four offers, when you go with a private money loan, a Pacific Money Mortgage, you are effectively making an all cash offer. You don't even have Basically, to tell them yeah. you're getting a loan. Pacific Private Money can provide that money in very very short time. Ten days is is not unreasonable at all for mm-hmm. them. You know, you, they fill up paperwork, and you know they'll get if they don't get an appraisal, they get what they call a broker price opinion. Um, in this case, the the two properties are in Marin, and we know the area really well, it's not uh, too hard to make a decision on that, uh-huh. you know, 50% loan to value. So call them at 415-883-2150 if either you need a loan quickly or if you want to invest money and uh, earn over 75 to close to 8% interest, all right? Uh, we already answered, we already asked our three trivia questions, so uh, we're just going to cut to our last commercial break, and when we do, we're going to have some closing comments, so don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing is going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Patty Cohen and our special guest, Tom Santa Marina. Now, we already asked our trivia question. So, Tom, I'm going to ask you, um, why are 
California workers' comp premium so high? Yeah, we're, we're in California. We're paying about twelve billion dollars a year workers' comp premiums. Eighty-four yeah. percent of business owners say workers' comp costs is the cost most negatively impacting their business. Mm. And there, there's a lot of funny stuff going on. Yep. California is known for being very claimant-friendly venue. Yeah. Mm. It's almost like a. a welfare benefit to go out and work yeah. as comp. And there is so much fraud that is so easily perpetrated. Um, people don't have health insurance, so they hurt themselves on a, a Sunday oh. playing softball. Yeah, But they don't have health insurance, so what do they do? Well, they Monday wait. morning, I yeah. drag my butt into work uh. and then say I had an on-the-job injury. Nobody witnessed it. Yeah. And they get away with it. And, wow. and since it's a no-fault type of thing, I mean, unless you uncover the fraud, yeah. there's nothing you can do. Exactly. So it's funny. These people, they don't have the health insurance, but they're they're shrewd yeah. enough, to, an opportunist enough to, to think about that. Oh, yeah. Word gets around. Um, and I mean, and that's just the, the that case. But then there's the, also the case of how they milk it throughout the process. Yeah. Exactly. And then that's, you know, we call that malingering. Yeah. Somebody does go out. Maybe it is a legitimate workers' comp claim. But now they're getting the taste of the good life and, you know, just at home. Or maybe they have another job that they're working. Uh, That's really what happens. That's more so the case. So they're collecting on workers' comp and then they go to a different job. Exactly. They might be doing some mechanic work at home when they worked at a garage before. Or just moonlighting somewhere else. Yeah. So sometimes you see those expose days of somebody following them around. Yeah. So yeah. H- how often does that happen, and who, when does it happen? Or? I don't think it happens quite enough. Yeah. Because a lot of time, look at the insurance company's point of view. It's easier just to pay the claim. Yep. Instead of trying to fight it. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to pay money to an investigator and all that. Yeah. Absolutely. And then sue them. Yeah. Because they're going to fight it. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. And then they're just going to insure. They're just going to raise the premiums on the employers, and the employers really don't have. I mean, how many insurance companies offer workers' comp? There's probably a hundred. Oh, that that many? In, okay. In California, but not everybody writes the same risks. Uh, there might uh, be companies that just focus on contractors or some. A warehouse, some hotels, or just yeah. white collar work. So, yeah. when I, you know, normally when I quote, there's probably about five or six carriers that I find that have an appetite for a particular business. Interesting. And then you work for the client versus working for the insurance Correct. company. Correct. As a broker, I As represent broker. the person buying the insurance, not the insurance gotcha. company. Okay. Um, and then, do you ever have issues where an insurance company will just say, you know, sorry, we're just not interested? Oh, yeah, that that happens quite a bit. You know, if it's a new company, they don't have a loss history, they don't know, a high-risk business, or if they've had a lot of losses. Yeah. So what happens in that case, the state has the state compensation insurance fund, which is like your last stop for insurance if no one else is going to take you. Is it always more expensive? And it's, I wouldn't say it's always more, but in most cases, it is. But and a lot more difficult choice. to work with. and yeah. uh, the coverage, yeah. And not the best when it comes to claim processing and 
may take you six weeks to get the policy approved. And Ugh. Ugh. We need, yeah. I don't we need like reform. your business. <laughs> we like you, but we want to like your business. Yeah, people do not like insurance. No. All right. Thanks again, Tom Santa Marina, My for joining, joining us. Yeah, uh, and Tap Patty yet again. Always a pleasure to have you. Thank Here's you. our thoughts for the day. Success is neither magical nor mysterious. Success is the natural consequence of constantly applying basic fundamentals. That's, That's true. true. That's true. You're like, yeah, and you'll like this one even more. Plenty of people miss their share of happiness, not because they never found it, but because they didn't stop to enjoy it. Ah, Very true. The roses. Oh, that's right. Confucius. Yes. No, I don't know if that's Confucius. <laughs> oh, Edward Brown said that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we are going to cut out for today. Make sure you tune in next week to The Best of Investing. Why? Because we're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. Wishing you the best of investing. Of investing. <laughs> so long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.